What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. So while the crowd was going on... Recorded live. Someone came up to her, a reporter was talking to her, and the reporter said, well, you know, since your son has died, and your daughter-in-law's in a wheelchair, you know it's a chance that you won't get the money back. And she said, it's the principal. And this was to wake up the attention of other people like her to make sure you keep, if you, you know, as long as you're a sound mind, to keep track of your money. Because the relatives that you put over in your place thinking that they're going to look out for your well-being, they won't. And that's why I was asking, what did the doctor say about her, about her mind? Well, you have, well, these are all things that I discern from the conversation. Mm-hmm. Whatever her son is claiming, which I don't know, uh-huh. whatever it is that her son is claiming is her issue, he made sure that she was institutionalized in a facility that will support what he's saying. And so, as of now, still, she said when this happened, her son was 44, so he's now 47. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, three years ago. What she's saying is that still, she has not been given her rights back. She didn't even know she lost her rights. Mm. Her son did seek... um, She had a traumatic brain injury is what they how it initially started out. So basically I know that it's neurological, but they have, my discernment is that they have aligned it with some type of mental disorder or disability that that he's using to support his claim as to why she uh, lost her rights. Okay, so, so she's going to have to get reevaluated and a second opinion. Yeah. She knows that, and she's done that. Because you know what, um, what I'm hearing is, what I'm hearing is when she had that traumatic brain injury is the reason why he got the power of attorney. Correct. And Correct. so he never relinquished it once she got better. Right, and whatever, um, and I also, um, you know, figure that whatever, because he's her only child, mm-hmm. whatever her, you know, whenever she, you know, had the accident, because he was her only child, she trusted whatever it was that, you know, his overseeing and his caregiving. Right. She trusted it. 
until she found out the actual repercussions of whatever has happened. And um, for her, it has been after the fact, pretty much. Right. Because with the yeah. power of attorney, he was able but, to put her where she is. Well, now. they, I, I, they did, and, and I'm, and you know, I will say this: he has guardianship. They did not yeah. say power of attorney. He has guardianship. Okay. Okay, so okay. even with him having guardianship, if they can prove that she's of sound mind and can um, take care of her affairs, there's I know. I, I know what I, and what I am attempting to hone on to is that, we, you know, in listening, you have to be mindful what the law allows under these certain things and even be able to see what the loopholes could possibly be or are, you know, with whatever it is, whether it be guardianship or power of attorney, because believe it or not, they, um, there is a fine line of them uh, meaning adhering and allowing and disallowing certain things to happen. And to take place, and so, yeah. But this is definitely uh, above and outside of the legal fact about what's going on. You know, it's a deep-seated, really, really. Uh, you know, outside of that, you know that it's a uh, it is a deeply rooted spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. Because everything that we hear and what we're even talking about is all about legal ramifications, but again, the core of the issue is spiritual. And so I listened to them. Everything that I told you all was based on what I gathered from what they said. They only gave me uh, the the fact that she had an accident, the guardian, her son was the guardianship. Uh, he, and, he and her fiancé, uh, he got into a disagreement with her fiancé. And she didn't know she lost her right. And she was institutionalized in two different facilities. And now she's currently residing in a personal care home of which she only stays in two to three nights a week. But other than that, she stays with her fiancé and her income is only, they only give her $300 a month from her money and um, her, you know, including her settlement, of which they pay, the conservator pays $2,500 a month for where she stays. Mm-hmm. 
and they are trying to um, invest her other money because I don't know how much she gets a month. You know, if that be the case, I don't know what her full settlement is. But they're trying to invest in stocks and bonds with her money. Um, She has been able to say no to that, and they've not done it. But she has not been able to have access to any of her things. And she was living in a house of which her she had just recently, I think prior to the accident, had taken her son and his kids in. And that's pretty much all that they told me. I did mm-hmm. ask um, multiple times what was the issue, the medical issue. And she was, uh, you know, nobody answered my question. They just continued to give me, you know, stories of what had taken place, uh, you know, to date. And I got to the point that I I asked what did they diagnose her with specifically, and they still did not answer my question. And so I just ended telling them, bottom line, you have been diagnosed with some, you know, mental uh, disorder, and that they are continuing to provide documentation, medical documentation to support you not being able to care for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I gave her an example. Um, I said, for instance, I'm not saying this is the case because apparently I feel that it's delicate enough that they weren't ready to share. Mm-hmm. That's because they never stated. I said, for instance, you have, because of your neurological condition from this accident, you have traumatic brain injury that apparently, based on what you're saying, was temporary or intermittent. You allowed your son access to be able to care for you. You agreed with it under the auspices, thinking that he was doing something for your good, somewhere along the line, apparently your choice in your mate and your lifestyle is not one that your son approves of. Apparently you and your son live two different lives, and he doesn't care in your choice of a mate. However... Because of the, you know, sensitivity of what you dealt with this accident, that was opportunity for him to be able to deem you incapacitated. So from there, things have, you know, gone out of control, and he's been able to continue to support whatever pretense or disorder or claiming that was going on with you. You have not been deemed well or healed to take over access and and or control of your life, which includes your finances. And so the only way that you can, you know, mitigate this is to know exactly or deal with whatever they say your diagnosis is, you're going to have to be able to dispel that through other assessments 
and legally you're going to have to, you know, legally you have to know what they're saying, what they're diagnosing you with, so you would be able to counter that and dispel it. Right. Because I'm looking up now, and it's saying that the only way for her to reverse the guardianship is to show, she has to show that whatever created the guardianship is no longer an issue. Uh Uh And she has to go through the, she has to petition the court and she has to have documentation. And they came to me because they want me to help them with the paperwork to petition the court. What? Yeah. I'm sorry, now, ma'am. Now how many how many times do you have to see her to be able to do uh uh an accurate diagnosis? Um Actually, it only takes, um, well, what what typically happens when someone is referred to you, you have an idea of their symptoms. And being familiar with the various diagnoses, you really, um, you know, cancel out certain things and say this is, you know, whatever the symptoms are, are aligned with this, 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 and this. And so you Mm -hmm. begin to do more uh, in-depth, I guess, research to determine or eliminate what it's not. And so based on what I, I don't have any, um, I don't have any symptoms. Everything I is just visual and based on what, you know, the communication, the interaction that we had. And what I've seen thus far, um, I, you know, I really couldn't uh, detect anything as of yet because she was very calm. She was um, matter-of-fact with the information she disclosed or shared with me. Mm-hmm. And I did believe that she was very uh, exact about not saying, uh, not answering the questions I did ask, probably, one, because she's been in the field herself for okay. years, and not so much as a mental health counselor, but she worked with disabled individuals. So her familiarity with the um, field is why I believe she's not answering my direct questions because she wants to see probably what I diagnose or come up with before she tells me what has been stated. Mm. There you go. There you go. 
because she doesn't know who she can trust right now. Right. That's and 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 that's understandable because for whoever whoever um, she either went to or whoever diagnosed her, for him to be able to still have guardianship three years later, uh-huh. they they were not who they she thought they were. Right. And and so, she pretty much has said it's her son. She she yeah. was very you know, um, specific with that. And she did mention that they kept her, she was pretty much institutionalized against her will. Yeah. And she said something about her. They were, she said somehow they were doing a, uh, when they went to this facility, um, they were, I guess, talking to, the doctor or talking to someone, mm-hmm. I say this is where they were assessing her or they were, you know, attempting to admit her and she didn't know. She just thought they were going somewhere uh, to talk to yet another physician maybe. And she mentioned that she had to go to the restroom. She said that there was a restroom on the floor or where they were. They told her the better or cleaner restroom was on the third floor. She said when she went up to the third floor to use the restroom, she could not get out. Yeah. They, that wasn't even a diagnosis. What they did, because if, if reading about the guardianship, the guardian can, without any type of search, okay, um, with the guardianship, he can sign paperwork to have her admitted without any kind of diagnosis. So it's like whatever he said, they didn't have to have a doctor even look at her. Because he had guardianship over her already, he was able to admit her without being diagnosed. Just based on his word alone. So that is so, yeah. And I did let her know the reason that they were trying to um, get her to invest her money was because um, since she, however, is able, or the you know courts uh, are able to control things to some degree about her son having access, because he can't, it must be some limitations with the guardianship with him accessing her money, how it is. So yes. if they were to, if she were to invest it where she can't really spend it, the thing is at her demise, her legally, her heir is the only one who will be able to be the beneficiary. <clears throat> and because she's not legally married, her significant other cannot get it. The only person can get it is her children, and with him being the only child, that leaves him. Wow. That's straight out of a soap opera. Good Lord. And so, as I'm sitting there, and they're telling me the story, all I do is text Sam, and I say, help. Yeah. In all capital letters. And then I just text him, and I say, you know, E5 and full effect because I'm just like, this is like what, this is crazy. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's living way above his means through her. Uh-huh. And, and, he, and per, his, per her, she's done everything for him. Yeah. He is accustomed to having things done, you know, where she cared for him, she did for him to the point that, you know, prior to the accident, that she had taken him and his kids into her house. Mm. And the fiancé came after the accident. Yes. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, she needs you to do the diagnosis, and that's why she didn't tell you. She wants she wants you to, and with her being in the field, she's wanting you to to do it on a clean slate without any preconceived notes or anything. So when you when you make your diagnosis, they can't say that you were biased going in. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, Erica. That's your starting client. That is your starting client. Yeah. And the thing is you got it. So, you know, it's 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 not gonna be, you know legally there is nothing that I can document, write up. Legal, well, no. Okay. But that's for her peace of mind, that's the thing. If if she could start off with somebody that's not associated with her son or the clinics or anything and outside person that that's enough for her to have an attorney or another physician or whatever look at her and say okay you went through all of these steps and this person is saying this that you need to look at it we need to look at you and open your case you know open up your case or whatever but without somebody, because I'm quite sure because the facility that she's associated with is getting money, you know, they're not trying to, they're not trying to really go against what her son has signed off on, which is to house her and, and make sure she's whatever, whatever. They're not trying to go against that. So no matter if she's they're getting me, paid. Exactly. So for her to even be able to find somebody who's willing to look at it, she needs to find you. Even though legally you can't write anything up, with you even being willing to look at her case with fresh eyes and even off the records, writing something up, she's able to say, but I went to this person 
and they counseled me, and this is their findings. And I didn't tell them anything. They didn't see my record or anything. So if this is what they found, without knowing, then why am I still here? Mm-hmm. So a judge would have to look at that and be like, oh, mm. So. Oh, God. <laughs> How are you? I don't know. Give me a few minutes. Oh, God. I'm good. How are you? Um, it's, it's so interesting because that's not what my job is. <laughs> The, and, and what I'm saying is that the people I work for, that's not what they pay me for. <laughs> oh. So that's not even part of my job title that they would, in their right mind, find me. I'll say it that way. <laughs> mm. So there's another clue that it's got. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go and shut up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. Hello? Hello. Hello. Hi. Hey. <laughs> this is Morgan, and I would like to know if I can get some prayer. Oh, hi, Morgan. Morgan. Hello. <laughs> you came on all proper. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> hey, Morgan. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. All right. Um, was there anyone in particular you wanted to pray for you? Anything in particular you need prayer for? No. It's working magic. Oh, all right. Erica, Pam? If you would, I'm at a at another office where, as you hear, the seniors are already here waiting on me. All right. Yeah. No, no problem. Ah, oh, Morgan, 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 Morgan. You sound better today than you were the other day when we talked. So that's a good thing. Um, all right. So, Lord, we thank you for Morgan. We thank you for this young lady who has grown closer to you each and every day, each and every experience, each and every situation and circumstance. 
especially as she watches the examples that her father has set forth. Lord, she has increased in her relationship with you. And so, Lord, she's asking for prayer. We stand in agreement with everything that she is requesting, be it for herself, her family, or her seven degrees of separation. Lord, we just ask that you will continue to keep her protected from all hurt, harm, and danger, any spiritual, mental, or physical attacks of this world through man or spirit. Lord, we just know that she needs, just like we all need, but she needs protection because of where you are trying, where you want her to go what your will is for her life, the assignment that you have already established for her to fulfill. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would just let her find the words in your in the in the book, in the Bible, in your letters, in your from your prophets, in your apostles. Father, that she needs in her arsenal of weapons so that she'll be able to withstand whatever the enemy throws at her, oh God. She's not fearful, but she is fearfully and wonderfully made for your glory. And so, Lord, we just ask that you just continue to um, enforce and reinforce for her all that you have instilled in her. Let her be able to um, pull out and pull up those those words, those scriptures, those prayers, whatever she needs to come around the deception and the traps and snares that the enemy tried to put before her. Help her to be able to discern the new faces and the new experiences and and be able to know what is good for her and what is bad and be able to come out of each situation as needed. For her good and for your glory, in the name of Yeshua, you pray, amen. Hello, Sarah? Yeah, I'm here. I'll be back in a minute. Okay.
All right, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I'll be laughing. <laughs> All right, anybody else want prayer? Anybody else want prayer?
going to clean up this filthy kitchen. It's 12.20. I need to get up out this house. All right. Uh, I guess I do cabbage juice since I got it. Anybody else want prayer? Can you pray for me, sir? Oh, sure, child. I know you want prayer and money, huh? Dad's back already. <sighs> Father God, let me pray for Morgan. Hello, Buck. Hmm? I almost got hit by a bus, so I said hello to Continue. Oh. Lord, let me pray for Morgan. Rambo, Koshkere, the Gomboskere, the Gandraska, the Goste, Shere, Gomboko, Koroboskere, the Goste, Shere, the Gostandraka, Tonde, the Goste, Shere, 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 Get up with this girl, The struggle is real. You're beginning to experience more of the reality of life, the struggle, both natural and spiritual. Your gifting is being called upon. Whereas before you would choose or let it lay dormant or whatever, now it's being called upon. And at times you're actually being forced to connect and to move. You know how you see me sometimes I walk through the house, all of a sudden I just stop and just start praying in tongue or whatever or something will happen. It's because, because God is growing you up quicker than you would like, but he has his reasons. Because he's going to move you soon, and you need to be ready. So he's grooming you for where he's taking you to. So you just have to let God be God. You don't get up out of Ericism and trying to figure stuff out. Just connect, trust, and be obedient, and he will reveal to you why later on. Right now you don't have time for why. Right now your focus needs to be on education and being obedient. The why will come forth later on. You just move as he leads God to direct your steps, and he will transform you into the woman of God that he's called you to be. Trust in the leadership of his Holy Spirit. Don't walk in you. Walk in him, and things will manifest in his time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.
I invite us in prayer. Cabbage juice, Daddy? Uh-huh. Do you want cabbage juice? No. Okay, so I'm making up some more of the other one here. I actually had something left from yesterday. Oh, I did? Mm-hmm. Anybody else want prayer? Can you pray for Charles? Hmm? Can you pray for Charles, the basketball coach at our school, texted him today? wants to meet with him Friday because Michael Porter Jr. recommended that he join the team. Who's Michael Porter Jr.? He's like going to be, he's projected to earn like $10 million or something like that. Oh, he's on the team now? He's going to turn pro or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's real good. Sure. Let me lift up Charles. Karamboske did go Thank you, Father God. Amen. Anybody else want prayer? Anybody else want prayer going on? Anybody else want prayer going twice? 
Anybody else want prayer going three times? Okie dokie doke. Somebody pray for me and we get off this phone. Father, we thank you for Sam. And all that he does on the given day of God, yes, that you can see to keep them. I'll make sure you don't sugar on the counter. Make sure you don't leave any sugar on the counter. You don't see the sugar. You got a little boy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Watch over and keep him as only you can. Give him traveling. Um, when was the last time you had your brakes checked? Who, me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have your brakes checked. Okay. Okay. Um, watch over and keep them as only you can, oh, God. Grant him traveling mercy and redeem time. Like the lady, and redeem his time, Lord. Redeem his time from arguments and and everything else, even him sacrificing his time here on the call, redeem his time today, O oh Lord, so that he can complete all of what he needs to complete today and be in bed at a reasonable time. Give him protection from all hurt, harm, danger, violence, and accidents. Keep him spiritually, mentally, and physically stable for his good and for your glory. And in the mutual, we pray. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. Okie doke doke. Everybody have a blessed day. All
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.